0: So, my message this afternoon is walking in the light. This mes- message came to me over the days between Wednesday, December 29 and Sunday, January 2. In that time frame, Sue and I had watched the Joe Rogan interview with Dr. Peter McCullough and then the Joe Rogan interview with Dr. Robert Malone. And in the middle of the second interview, the one with Dr. Robert Malone, I stopped the playback and I said to Sue, these men, doctors McCullough and Malone, are so experienced and so intelligent and so reasonable and so measured in their comments, why in the world are they being thrown off social media and their medical licenses being threatened? They and others are literally being canceled because they have chosen to treat COVID patients with early treatment and tell the truth about the actual data being reported. Amazing. It's simply amazing. Think of it. We live in a day, we live in an age where preachers are being canceled for daring to preach the Bible and medical doctors are losing their medical licenses for daring to treat Sick people. And then I told her, I've always known it, but now I see it clearly. It just came to me watching that second interview. I said, now I see it clearly. Our lives are the result of who we listen to. I said, our lives are the result of who we listen to. And that is my message this afternoon. Our lives are the result of who we listen to. Gentlemen, I stand here today to acknowledge that everything I have and everything I have done and everything I have accomplished and everything I have accumulated is the result of my choosing my fathers in the faith well and my having listened to them and having taken action on what they taught. About five years back or so, I was out walking and praying one morning, thanking God for my father's in the faith in the order in which I had met them. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, don't you see it? When Kenneth Hagin was alive, you loved him and you honored him and you honored his life and you honored what he taught. And so you walked in his anointing. But because you love him still and because you honor him still, the Lord said to me, you still walk in his anointing. My life in this ministry and that everything I have done is the result of listening to and taking action on the teachings of certain people in particular. Now, let me repeat that because that is the heart of the message this afternoon. My life and this ministry and everything that I have done is the result of listening to and taking action on the teachings of certain people in particular. Now, let's turn that coin over. When people listen to the wrong preachers, when people listen to the wrong friends, when people listen to the wrong voices in life, their lives are literally ruined. Now, I know that's tough. But this is a gathering of men. So let me repeat it. When people listen to the wrong preachers, when people listen to the wrong friends, when people listen to the wrong voices in life, their lives are literally ruined. COVID has been a shakeout for the body of Christ. Many people we thought were strong in the Lord and strong in faith weren't. And they have proven themselves to be man-believers instead of God-believers. Why? Well, because they listen to Trump, or because they listen to Fauci, or because they listen to the fear-mongering media, or, God forbid, they listen to Biden. Gentlemen, our lives are the result of who we have chosen to listen to in this life, the path of our lives and the results of our lives are because of who we have chosen to listen to. Now, I'm not sure if this, how new this information might be to you or if it's something that you have suspected or thought or come to on your own. But for some, it could be a hard truth. But I want you to get it. I want you to mull it over. I want you to meditate on it. Our lives are the result of who we have chosen to listen to, the path of our lives. The results of our lives are because of who we have chosen to listen to. And this is my message for this first men's event of 2022, walking in the light. If you're taking notes, number one, there needs to be an awakening to truth. There needs to be an awakening to truth. You've often heard me or Austin talk about the first great awakening in America, and the greatest preacher, the the most famous preacher in that first great awakening was Jonathan Edwards. You've often heard me or Austin refer to the second great awakening in America, and the most famous preacher of that great awakening was Charles Grandison Finney, And, and those histories are great. And yes, America certainly needs a third great awakening. I mean, people right now are clamoring for World War III. What they ought to be clamoring for is a third great awakening. But in the same way, America needs another great awakening. Every believer needs to have their own great awakening. They need to. Every believer needs to have their own light bulb moment. In Ephesians 5.14, in the King James, the Apostle Paul wrote, Wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Now, it's always fascinating to me that he's talking to the sleeping guy. I mean, the language. He's talking to the sleeping guy, and he says, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. So you're not even going to have any light till you wake up. Tell, you, tell the guy next to you, you're not even going to have any light until you, until you wake up. Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. And he goes on in verse 15, see then that ye walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, But understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks always for for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So each individual needs to have their own awakening moment, a light bulb moment. And this is why the annual Bible reading is so important. Listening to modern preachers in America today, I'm convinced that they don't ever read the Bible. And listening to modern preachers in America today, I'm convinced they don't ever pray. Because if they read the Bible at all, or they prayed the one I'm praying to, they wouldn't be preaching and what they're preaching. They wouldn't be saying what they're saying. Number two, there needs to be careful attention paid to our listening. Number 2, there needs to be careful attention paid to our listening. Of course, Jesus words matter most. And Jesus said in Mark 4:24, "Consider carefully what you hear." <coughs> Consider carefully what you hear. He continued, "With the measure you use it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more; whoever does not have" Even what he has will be taken from him. In the context of prosperity, he says, consider carefully what you hear. He says, consider carefully what you hear. And then he ties this concept into sowing and reaping. In the next phrase, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And even more, whoever has will be given more. You know, it's got to be Bernie Sanders' uh, most hated verse in the Bible. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Now, we see, this is what's amazing. We see the exact same thing in Luke eight eighteen. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has will be taken from him. So he says, consider carefully how you listen. And then he ties this concept of being careful how you listen into sowing and reaping in the next phrase. And he says, whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has will be taken from him. And so we have two witnesses on this key concept, except in Luke's gospel, there's a parable attached. This is fascinating stuff. In Luke 8, 4 to 15, we have the parable of the sower. While the large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told them this parable, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And we know from verse 11, the seed is the word of God. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. And other seed fell among thorns which grew up with it and choked the plant. Still other seed, verse verse 8, still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And it's interesting because here we have a reference to hearing in a parable on sowing and reaping. Verse 9, his disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others, I speak in parables so that those seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning. Verse 11. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. My, my, my. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. They hear, and the devil comes to get the word, snatch the word out of their hearts. Verse 13, those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell up among thorns stands for those who hear, But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and a good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So we have four kinds of seed. Some seed fell along the path. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that. They may not believe and be saved. Then we have some seed that fell on the rock. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while. They believe for a while. They believe for a while. But in the time of testing, they fall away. And then you have seed that fell among the thorns. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures And they do not mature. And then we have the seed that fell on good soil. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word. They hear the word, retain it. They hear the word and retain it. They don't just hear the word, they retain it. And by persevering, oh my gosh, isn't that our least favorite biblical word? By persevering, they produce a crop. Now notice that all four kinds of soil have to do with hearing. And we have typically taught, at Faith Christian Center, we have typically typically taught this passage from the perspective of verse 15, and we have taught that we must hear the word, we must retain the word, and by persevering in the word, we produce a crop. And that is all certainly true. But let me hit you with a concept that maybe has not occurred to you before, and that is, the good soil is the person who considers carefully how they listen. The good soil is the person who considers carefully how they listen. The good soil is the person who considers carefully how they listen, Luke 8:18. 8, we need to pay careful attention to our listening. Pre-COVID, pre-2020, we could tell who and what a person had been listening to by how their life turned out, whether or not they were happily married, whether they were fit and in shape or obese whether their children were self-sufficient in life or basket cases, whether they, they themselves were productive in life or welfare people, whether they were growing wealthy over time or whether they were standing still financially or even going backwards financially. Post-COVID, in 2020, 2021, now 2022, you can tell who and what a person has been listening to by whether or not they live in fear of COVID. COVID which we now know has an infection fatality rate in the ballpark of seasonal flu. Number three, there is a reason why people today are weak in faith. There's a reason why people today are weak in faith. People today are weak in faith because they lack fellowship with God in his word and because they lack fellowship with God in prayer. People today... People that we thought we knew, people we thought were word of faith people, people we thought were strong in the Lord, they've proven themselves to be weak, and people are weak because they lack fellowship with God in his word, and people are weak because they lack fellowship with God in prayer. 2 Corinthians 6, 14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with darkness, and what communion has light with darkness? You know, these are these scriptures that people just don't, they just don't want to hear it, they want to avoid. What, he says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? You know, if, if you walk into a dark room and you hit the light switch, the light comes on. What, what, what happens to the darkness? Don't the light and the dark coexist? Can't we all just get along? Does, does the light and the dark coexist? No. What happens when you hit the light switch? The darkness flees. At Faith Christian Center, you are the beneficiaries of our strength. You feed off us. You feed off our strength. You feed off our faith. And that is how it should be. Nobody ought to have to go to a church and try and feed off the strength of the minister and all they get is pusillanimous pablum. You feed off of us. You feed off our strength. You feed off our faith. But that is as it should be. But as we look around the world today, church leaders we thought were strong in the Lord have shown themselves the past two years to be weak. And they're weak because they have no fellowship with God through His Word. And they are weak because they have no fellowship with God in prayer. They are weak because instead of listening to great men of God teach faith, they've been listening to CNN and MSNBC and Fauci. We can literally tell what they've been listening to because they are operating in fear and they are not operating in faith. All low-grade faith comes from a low-grade of fellowship with God by time spent in his word and a low-grade of fellowship with God by time spent with God in prayer. The Bible is the word of God. It contains the words of life. It tells us how to be saved. It tells us how to be healed, and it tells us how to grow wealthy over time. Believers are weak in faith because they have not spent a quantity of time and they have not spent a quality of time with God and His word. And believers are weak in faith because they have not spent a quantity of time and they have not spent a quality of time with God in prayer. Believers are weak in faith because they have spent too much time listening to lying politicians. Believers are weak in faith because they have spent too much time listening to lying media figures. Believers are weak in faith because they have spent too much time listening to faithless preachers. And believers are weak in faith because they have spent too much time listening to their friends on Facebook or at happy hour after work. You see, your listening matters because the words you hear don't just go in your ears. Your listening matters because the words you hear don't just go in your ears. The words you hear don't just get processed by your brain. The words you hear go down into your spirit man, the inner man, the candle of the Lord. We know that a man who is born again has become a new creation in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The King James says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new, crea- a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The man Paul is talking about here is not the body or the outward man. Second Corinthians four sixteen King James, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. How is the inward man renewed day by day? The inward man is renewed day by day by feeding on the written word of God, and the inward man is renewed day by day by spending time in fellowship with God in prayer. So there's an outward man, and there's an inward man. And notice the expression, inward man. Then look at Peter's description of the spirit of a man in 1 Peter 3, 4, King James. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. The hidden man of the heart. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. And notice the expression, the hidden man of the heart. So that is God's definition of the human spirit. Man is a spirit. And man has a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and man lives in a body. But man is not a body, and man is not mind. Man is a spirit. It's what Paul called... The inward man its what Peter called the hidden man of the heart and your listening matters because the words you hear just don't go into your ears and the words you hear don't just get processed by your brain. The words you hear go down into your spirit man your inner man the candle of the Lord and this is why Jesus said in Mark 4 24 consider carefully what you hear this is why Jesus said in Luke 8 18 consider carefully how you listen. Now, I wouldn't often do this in a a power lunch, but as I was getting dressed to come over here, I felt prompted to to share a couple of stories. And you need to understand that this just came to me between December 29 and January 2, as far as a revelation, but I've been practicing it my whole life. I was getting dressed to come over here and the Lord reminded me of an incident. I think it was spring break, 1984. And I think we must have been staying with Sue's parents, and that was a few months after my dad had passed away, and I was off somewhere doing something, but apparently in the house there, Sue's dad was reflecting on my father and his passing, and Sue's dad said to Sue, well, he's in a better place, and Sue said, He's not in a better place. Hell is not a better place. He's not in a better place. But listen, Sue said, and you better not talk like that in front of my husband because I know him and he'll pack us up and we'll go to the airport and we'll be gone and spring break will be over. So this is not new. I've been doing this all along. It's just that it didn't occur to me how critical it was until recent days. Sitting here today, you are the result of who you have chosen to listen to. Sitting here today. This explains how it was about three Thanksgivings ago, this uh, black lady in the church came up to me, heartbroken. Pastor, pastor, what do I do? Pray, pray. I sent my daughter off to college. She came back for Thanksgiving, and I don't even recognize her. I don't, even, I don't even know that that's my daughter. Three months of listening to the wrong thing. See, and, and, and you can pay $50,000 a semester to get your own child wrecked. You sitting here today are the sum total of what you have listened to. This is it. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, this is it. This is it. Tell the guy on the other side, this message, is it. this message is it. How does a guy talk a virtuous girl out of her virginity? A virtuous girl's just not going to drop her panties. He's got to lie to her, lie to her, lie to her. And she ends up with the result of what she's listened to. I'm telling you, this is it. Austin and I went to see a man in a, government-funded nursing home facility. And it was someone that was beloved by us. And the guy that was there, the orderly, you know, finished doing what he was doing, and he left the room, and this, this brother, brother, he's, he's a brother. And he, he, he went like this, and he said, Pastor, would you turn that off? And uh, it was uh, Obama giving a speech. And so we found the remote, turned it off. And he said, he said, that guy comes in here and puts that on. And he says, then he puts the re- remote across the room to where I can't get it, can't turn that off. So we're riding the elevator after the visit. We're riding the elevator. And I said to Austin, and this is, this is guy talk, Daddy Gene and Austin talk. And I said to Austin in the elevator, and I said, look, I said, when I talk about saving money and investing money, I said, I'm not fooling. I said, because, and I said, when I talk about the sanctity of marriage, I'm not kidding, because I said, if that guy right there, had not been divorced twice and given up his net worth twice. And if that guy right there had done a better job saving money, and if that guy right there had done a better job investing money, I said he would be in his own home and he would have a, a cute young private duty nurse. And even though he's too old to do anything about it, he could at least watch her, you know, flitter about the room and enjoy the view. <laughs> Am I telling him the truth? And I said, but now he's got this, you know, quadruple obese high school graduate, uh, you know, obama that turns on Obama every time he comes in the room and then hides the remote so he can't turn it off. And the man was dead within weeks. So while I'm telling Austin this and the elevator going down, there's a Chinese doctor in the elevator with us. And I'm, man, I mean, because I, it's my son. And I'm rapping on him unvarnished, undiluted. And this Chinese doctor, I looked over at him, you know, he, he had his head down. But he was, he was laughing to himself. He was smirking. Because how many times had that doctor been in situations and seen stuff like that? See, you get warehoused, you're helpless. You get warehoused, you're not in control. So save that money, invest that money. and you can look forward to that cute nurse, amen? (laughs) Hallelujah, I know what I'm talking about. Number four, number four, the good things in life come from within a man. See, we're talking about this hidden man of the heart. We're talking about this inward man. That's why what's going on in this country is such a diabolical lie. In our public schools, and our universities, they're turning all these young people into communists. Good things in life do not come from out there somewhere. Good things in life come from inside of a man. To bring forth the good things of life, you have to develop faith in God and you've got to develop yourself down on the inside in the inner man. In order to bring forth the good things of life, you have to have faith in yourself, faith that you can do it, faith that you can change your life for the better. So in order to bring forth the good things of life, you have to have the right mindset. You see what they're doing in public schools and universities? They're sabotaging youngsters with the wrong mindset. You can't do nothing. you got to you know, vote your neighbor's goods into your pocket. They're wrecking young people by giving them the wrong mindset. And to have the right mindset for success and prosperity you must renew your mind to the word of God. Then you have to take action. We can only change our lives by changing how we think. We can only change our lives by changing what we do. Now let me repeat this. In order to bring forth the good things of life you have to have the right mindset. And to have the right mindset for success and prosperity, you must renew your mind to the Word of God. Then you have to take action. And we can only change our lives by changing how we think. We can only change our lives by changing what we do. But how do you renew your mind to what the Word of God has to say about success and prosperity? Success and prosperity are all about what's on the inside of a man. I said success and prosperity are all about what's on the inside of a man. Success and prosperity flow out from the faith that's at work on the inside. Ephesians 3, 20, 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory. Glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So let me ask you, where is that power released from according to that power that is at work within us? So where is that power released from? From within us, from within the believer. But how can we renew our minds to what the Word of God has to say about success and prosperity if we are not careful in our listening? How can we renew our minds to what the word of God has to say about success and prosperity if we are not careful in our listening? And how can we renew our minds to what the word of God has to say about success and prosperity if we listen to the wrong voices in life? Yeah, I'd rather not go there, but he's on me. You know, we have wonderful friends and we love them but they've lost their minds. They've lost their minds. I thought they were word of faith, but but they were something else. Every time we're around them, you know, no president has done more for the church than the last president. This is nonsense. There's only one president in 250 years that closed churches. Now he's better than what we have now, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna repeat his bullshit. Come on. That sounds good. Lord forgive me. <laughs> I got I got I got so excited I got carried away. But we have friends that and I guess what? No mas. You know, there's people in life, and you gotta love them from a distance. Because I, I can't. I see. A conservative lie is still a lie. Amen. Amen. A conservative lie may be in some ways better than a liberal lie, but a lie is a lie. You know, it's like Fauci talking about noble lies. Uh, you know, we, we, we lied to them about the mask because it was a noble lie. No, a lie is a lie. If it's not true, see, and, and this, is why, this is why people don't have power with God. And this is why I do. Because you are sitting here this morning, this afternoon, you are the result of everything you've been listening to. Amen. And when you sit there and you know it's a lie and you listen to it anyway. Now, if, you're, if it's your wife, well, that's, that's a whole different sermon. That's a whole different message. we got to pray about that. But I'm talking about, you know, talk radio or a politician Or MSNBC, or what? When you sit there and you know, you know they're lying to you, and you listen. You're not being careful how you listen. You're not being careful how you listen. And Jesus said to be careful how you listen. First, you renew your mind to what the Word of God has to say about success and prosperity, and then you take action. First. You renew your mind to what the word of God has to say about success and prosperity, and then you take action. And you inevitably end up taking action. Listen to this. You inevitably end up taking action on what you really believe. You don't take action on what you're supposed to believe. You take action on what you really believe. And what you truly believe is inevitably tied to or what or who. You have been listening to. And this is why we can only change our believing by regulating our listening. This is why we can only change our believing by regulating our listening. And we can only train our recreated spirit man to believe the word of God by changing what we do. And what we do is inevitably based on the seeds that we have allowed to be planted in our hearts. This inner man, this hidden man of the heart. What we do is inevitably based on the seeds we have allowed to be planted into our hearts by what we have chosen to listen to. Hundreds are still held in that secret prison this afternoon because somebody talked them into stopping the steal. No bail. You can commit murder in Manhattan and get bail. They're held, they're right now, they're still there because of what they listen to. Because of what they listen to, they've been in prison for months, no bail. Because of what they listened to. Yeah, but it was a Republican. Because of what they listened to. They got all stirred up. And I know the whole story. I've seen the videos. They they unlocked the uh, Capitol. They invited them in. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. It was a setup. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. They're messed up because of who they listened to. Now, if people will listen to the wrong thing politically, won't they listen to the wrong thing theologically? Talk to me. Won't they listen to the wrong thing theologically? Yeah. And this is why in Mark 4, 24 and 5, Jesus said, consider carefully how you hear. This is why in Luke 8, 18, Jesus said, consider carefully how you listen. Number five, prosperity and success in life are all about what is on the inside of a man. Prosperity and success in life are all about what's on the inside of a man. The Holy Spirit said to me on Wednesday evening, February 2, 2022, as soon as I got home, I wrote it down because I knew I'd lose it. I mean, I'm doing my thing. I'm teaching the word of God. He says to me in the middle of my message, February 2, 2022, people have been doing with their bodies the past two years, listening to all the fear and Fauci, what they have been doing spiritually all along all of their lives. They have been listening to the wrong voices, and by listening to the wrong voices, they have been walking in fear and ignorance. By listening to the wrong voices, they have been walking in darkness. He said, Walking in darkness. He said, Even his own people have been walking in darkness. He said, They've been listening to the wrong voices, and by listening to the wrong voices, they have been walking in fear and ignorance. By listening to the wrong voices, they have been walking in darkness. Hence, the title for the message today, and the reason for the message today, Walking in the Light. We're not to walk in the darkness of fear and ignorance like unsaved men. I thought we got saved. I said, I thought we got saved. Let us be done with ignorance and darkness. And we're not to walk in the darkness of fear and ignorance like saved people who never bothered to train their recreated human spirits and renew their minds to the word of God. And that's rugged, Father. It's really rugged. Can't believe I'm going to say this publicly. But think about the millions and millions and millions of black brothers and sisters in Christ And they were pro-life until the possibility of a black president comes along. And they're not thinking biblically. They're thinking tribally. And they go along with abortion because a member of their tribe has the possibility of being president of the United States. And before the eight years are over, not only are they pro-abortion, they're pro-same-sex marriage and pro-transgender. Because of who they listen to. I said because of who they listen to. I said because of who they listen to. Now exactly... How many pro-abortion people you think are walking the streets of the city of God this afternoon? Not a one. Your life right here, right now, is the result of who you have chosen to listen to and your entire Eternity will be dependent upon who you have chosen to listen to. Jesus himself said, two witnesses, two gospels, be careful how you listen. Pastor, are you saying our soul is at risk if we listen to the wrong stuff? Absolutely. Your marriage is at risk. I mean, just since we pioneered this church in 1984, how many divorces have, have there been because uh, the women hang out with women after work at happy hour? Uh, you know, she might have been perfectly happy in her marriage until she went and hung out with a bunch of disgruntled women at happy hour and they get, get to all get to talking about how lousy men are and ain't none of them, no count, no good. Before you know it, there's another divorce. It is all about who you listen to. Or a guy, 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 you know, hang out with the wrong guys after work, you know, and get talked into. First it's Hooters, then it's the strip club, whatever, you know, whatever path they go down. And before you know it, man, they're wrecked based on who they're listening to. We're not to walk like that. We're not to, we're to walk in the light. We're not to walk in the darkness. We're to, what fellowship hath Light, yeah, but pastor, they're a church, but I don't care if they wear a pope's robe made by Brioni. If, If they have stuff, crap coming out of their mouth, contrary to the written word of God, they are not to be fellowshiped with. They are not to be associated with because they will hinder you. They will hinder your faith. They will hinder your income. They will hinder your marriage. They will poison your life. Now, I realize, I realize, you know, you get the Thanksgiving, you get Christmas, you get the birthday parties. I realize, you know, limited exposure. It's like uranium. If you're not around it too much, you know what I'm saying? You don't get cancer. But that doesn't mean I got to sign up for another lunch. Prosperity and success in life are all about what's inside of a man. Prosperity and success flow out of a man from the success and prosperity that that man has built into his heart on the inside. Success and prosperity don't come from out there somewhere. Success and prosperity come from the inside of a man. Where does success and prosperity come from? Matthew 12, make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad for a tree is recognized by its fruit. To this day, I remember that when we walked out of the back door on East Grand Avenue, you know, we moved from there when I was five, so I would have been three or four or five, walk out the back door, East Grand Avenue, Highland Park, Michigan, there was an apple tree on one side and a plum tree on the other side, I don't remember which was which, now how in the world would I know at three or four or five that, that one tree was an apple tree and the other tree was a plum tree, talk to me, how would I know Well, one of them's got apples laying on the ground under it, and one of them's got plums on the ground laying under it. So a tree is known by its fruit. Jesus said, make a tree good, and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. In verse 35, he said, the good man. Everybody say, the good man. The good man man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And listen, what the message is, You store up in yourself what you store up in yourself by your listening. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Where do good things in life come from? They come from within a man, they come from inside of a man. Where do good things come from? The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. So how in the world are we going to bring forth good things if we've been feeding pornography and feeding communism and, and feeding critical race theory and feeding you know grievances and all of this stuff? And it's like garbage in, garbage out. And this is why we have to guard what we allow to go inside of us. This is why in Mark 4.24, Jesus said, consider carefully what you hear. This is why Jesus said in Luke 8.18, consider carefully how you listen. And this is why Solomon wrote in Proverbs 4.23, above all else. My God, that ought to arrest us. Above all else. In other words, of primary importance. Above all else, guard your heart. For out of it are the issues of life. For it is the wellspring of life. Above all else, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Why? Because for the believer, the power of God, the ability of God is released from within the believer. See, I got a, I got a, you should all know this. This should, this should just be common sense. You know, your lovely wives, you know, you, you guys, you know, you want to know, well, how come you need more money for groceries? Well, you know, because if you don't buy ding-dongs, you know, if you buy Uh, organic chicken well the prices are just going up and up and up and organic beef up up you're careful what you put in your mouth so why are you not careful about what you put in your ears and what you put in your see the stuff you put in your mouth the most it can do is kill you what you put in your ears can send you to hell The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And that's why Jesus said we have to be careful about what we allow to go down on the inside of us, into our hearts and into our spirit man by what we allow ourselves to listen to. You just can't allow any old thing to come into your hearing and get deposited down into your heart and then bring forth the good things of life. This is why Solomon wrote, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Why? Because for the believer... That guy, that gal with a recreated human spirit, the power of God, the ability of God is released from within them. Your heart, your spirit, man, is your wellspring of life. There's no luck or chance to it. (laughs) If it weren't for former drug dealers not drug dealers. If it were not for former drug users, we couldn't have paid this church off in 2020. If it were not for divorced and remarried people, we could not have paid this church off in 2020. I, don't tell me <coughs> that it's only, you know, super spiritual, perfect people. I, I, I see with my eyes that's nonsense. It's people that have committed wholeheartedly to God. And what happens is they renew their minds to the word of God, what the word of God has to say about prosperity and success. And then then it comes forth. Then it comes forth. It's like giving birth to a baby. It comes forth. They get pregnant with success. They get pregnant with pro- It's got to come forth. It's got to come. The seed is in there. It's got to come forth. If it doesn't come forth today, coming forth tomorrow. If it doesn't come forth in March, coming forth in April. it doesn't come forth in 2022, it's coming forth in 2023. Why? Because they've been feeding on success. They've been feeding on prosperity, and the birth is inevitable. Amen. It's coming. Amen. See, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. Just look what has happened to the entire world In just two years of everybody listening to fear propaganda. The only way you can change your life is by changing what you feed into your spirit man. So the only way you can change your life is by changing what you listen to. The only way you can change your life is by changing what you feed into your spirit man. So the only way you can change your life is by changing what you listen to. Paul wrote in Romans 12 too, do not con- do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You transform your life by renewing your mind to the word of God, by, by changing your mind and agreeing with what God has said. Even though Paul was... Writing to born again Christians in Rome, Paul exhorted them to not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of their minds to the Word of God. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. I don't know if any ministers are watching this, but it's a pattern, you know, because, you know, your favorite political party, you know, they're pro-abortion, so there you go, you know, pro-abortion, then they, then they're pro-same-sex marriage, there you go, pro-same-sex marriage, and then they're pro, you know, gender fluidity, so there you go, I mean, you know, you have a brain, you have a brain, you have a brain when your own children were born, didn't you go to the hospital and look between their legs and say, well, that's a boy or that's a girl, you have a brain. You have a pair of eyes. But you just go along with whatever crap your favorite political party is peddling. And then they come out with the the masquerade and the social distance. You just go along with all of it. You know, stand in line. You know, just stand in line. You know, do whatever they tell you to do you know and here at Faith Christian Center we said hell no to all of it here at Faith Christian Center we didn't obey any of it here we man we just preached the word of god i told everybody look to the lord the lord is blessing the lord is protecting us the lord is uh, blessing us the lord is prospering us i stood and i declared the word of God, as it came to me, this pestilence would pass us right on by. This pestilence would pass St. Paul's Preparatory Academy right on by. We had people get sick, but guess what? People get sick every year, but nobody died. We haven't buried anybody. We're not going to bury anybody from this. Ain't nobody dying of this. Not on my watch, not here. Yeah. Now, now, former members, you know, we could be, they could be buried by the dozens. I have no idea, but nobody here. So you went along with it, you went See, if you go along with A, you got to go along with B. If you go along with B, you got to go along with C. If you go along with That's the that's what happens. And before you know it, before you know it, you are faithless. Before you know it. We will prosper in this life even as our soul prospers. That's why John wrote 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Are you, are you getting revelation on 3 John 2? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul, even as thy soul, even as thy soul, even as thy soul prospereth. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your prosperity level is not gonna go beyond the health of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And that's based on what you're feeding your, your mind, your will, and emotions through your listening. He wished that we might prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. What is the soul of a man? His mind, his will, his emotions. So your prosperity and even your health is tied up with what you feed into your mind by your listening. I'm saying this afternoon that your prosperity and even your health is tied up with what you feed into your mind by your listening. And this is, I believe, I believe now, I've come to see it. I believe this is the greatest secret to my success. This is it. Because I have been relentless, and I would say I have even been ruthless in what I allow myself to hear. People around me, people around me, Austin sitting here, he'll tell you, Pastor Sue, ask her tomorrow. People that work for me, I mean, I couldn't count how many times it's come out of my mouth. I don't want to hear that and they know you want to work for me and draw a check you don't tell me that I don't want to hear it I have been relentless on the hearing and even ruthless many years ago back up at I-30 I come out of my office and there's some gal uh, come up to me you know man she's agitated man she you know she's all worked up about something going on and on and on about something I didn't even know what she was talking about and uh the administrative assistant back in those days, the bookkeeper back in those days heard all this. She comes out of her office and she's just, you know, being a witness and standing there and listening to this. And this lady, you know, she's, her problem was something having to do with her classroom and anybody that has been around us knows we fix everything. If something's broken, we'll fix it. If something's broken, we'll replace it. We have no trouble spending money. We'll spend money at the drop of a hat. But, so I don't know what her issue was. But anyway, so she, she walks off, and I said to the bookkeeper back in those days, my administrative assistant back in those days, I said, does that woman work for us? And she said, yes. I said, well, get rid of her. I said, fire. Well, you, should, should I give her two weeks notice? I said, no. I said, cut her a check and send her packing, and I don't mean later. You know, if somebody has an issue, you let us know. If something's broken, you let us know. But you don't go crazy and, and give me too many words. <laughs> you know, I say to, Now, you have to be married a long time to get away with this, brothers. But sometimes I'll say to Sue, too many words. <laughs> but you've got to be married a long time to get away with that. So over all these years, I've been relentless and and I've been ruthless in what I allow myself to hear. This is why I'm so unlike so many Christians to make a change in our thinking. We must find out how God wants us to think and what God wants us to think about. So we go to the word of God. It's the word of God, which tells us how and what to think, what to say and what to do. As we work at renewing our minds to to success and prosperity and health that we find in the word of God, and it is work. Eventually, the new way of thinking will supersede the old way of thinking. And then the old patterns of failure and lack and sickness will fall away. I said, as we work at renewing our minds to the success and prosperity and health that we find in the word of God, eventually the new way of thinking will supersede the old way of thinking. And then the old patterns of failure and lack and sickness will fall away. Kenneth Hagin used to teach that for the born again spirit-filled child of God. There is one major thing that hinders the fulfillment of the perfect will of God in their lives and that is the mind. It's not the devil, it's the mind. Too many Christians are still conformed to the image of this world. As A a Christian who has been transformed by the renewing of his or her mind bases their life on the word of God, their feelings, their experiences, their other experiences, their circumstances do not change what he or she believes or how they act. The word is their foundation and the word of God is their guide. Their renewed mind stays with the Bible no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. what. The renewed mind believes, speaks, and acts upon what God has said in his word. The renewed mind does not argue with God or offer up opinions to God as though he or she were God's equal. Last point, number six, you have to bring forth the good things of life. You got to bring it forth. Tell your neighbor, you got to bring it forth. Matthew twelve thirty five. the good man brings forth good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Good things do not fall on people from out of the sky. People bring them forth, and the way you bring them forth is by growing. You grow by renewing your mind, changing the way you think and making God's thoughts your thoughts. We actually have been given the power by God to set our own course in life by the things we listen to and by the things we do. Therefore, let us learn to regulate what we listen to and let us learn what we must do to be successful in this life. Remember what Jesus said, Matthew 12, the good man brings forth good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. So where, where do good things come from? The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. Each Christian is therefore individually responsible for establishing the will of God in their life. Each Christian's vision controls how much of God's will will come to pass in their life. Satan's plan is discouragement. The devil knows that if you kill a Christian's motivation, dream, and desire, that person will just sit in the pew and stagnate. Jesus said we have to bring forth the good things. And how do we do that? By getting good things down on the inside. You can change your circumstances if you can change your vision. And you can change your vision if you can see and believe the power of see and believe the power of your heart from the word of God. I I don't even think I've ever written a sentence like that before. That's why I stumbled over it. You can change your circumstances if you can change your vision, and you can change your vision if you can see and believe the power of your heart from the word of God. We become, on the outside, the circumstances of our life show up on the outside what we have built all along on the inside. This is why you cannot, you cannot, you cannot take your most precious assets and hand them over to the world to be taught and trained. You make the vision, then the vision makes you. Just this week, just this week, just this week. You know, uh, Macquarie, I forgot his first name, MD, one of the most famous M.D.s and his field of specialty talks about how wrong it is, what they're doing to these college students, how wrong it is to demand the shot, then the second shot, then the booster shot, and how wrong it is. And he says, this is a defenseless population. And Princeton has actually not just regulated all of that, but they're not even allowed to leave the county. And Dr. Macri says, you know, they're a defenseless population and you're doing this stuff to them. It's like masking children in public schools. You're picking on defenseless people. And just this week, I read about two different college kids died alone of unusual circumstances in their dorm rooms. In my entire life, I've never read an article, not one article about a college kid dying in their dorm room. Maybe in a frat house after a party, but not, not alone in their dorm room. See, because you listened to the wrong thing. Because mom and dad sent them to the wrong school. Because somebody submitted. You decide what goes into your heart. You decide what goes into your heart. You decide what you are going to believe, how you are going to think. You decide how you are going to see life. You decide whether you're going to see opportunities or problems, unemployment or employment, poverty or prosperity, sickness or health. What you take into your heart, what you believe and what you see begins to control how you think and how you feel and how you live. What you take into your heart, what you believe, what you And the way you see life begins to control how you think and how you feel and how you live. When we use the word vision, we're talking about a desire. We're talking about a dream. We're talking about a goal. We're talking about a purpose. We're talking about a direction, a plan, a blueprint, a map, a destination. We're talking about that motivating factor in your heart that pushes you and drives you and overcomes that miserable seed of Adam factor that is in every human heart that limits you. Every person has a vision for life, a vision for their life. Every vision sees life as being either good or bad. They they see either abundance or they see lack. They see opportunities or they see problems. They see blessings or they see curses. Every individual has a vision for life, a vision for their life. Where there is a small vision, people live small lives. Where there is a poor vision, people are poor. Where there is a big vision, people live large. Where there is a prosperous vision, people prosper. And where there is no vision, the people perish. What is in your heart is controlling the experiences of your life. You think the experience of... The experiences of your life are controlling what's in your heart. No, I say a thousand times. No, it is what is in your heart that is controlling the experiences of your life. (coughs) The good man or the good woman out of the good stored up in them. They bring forth good things. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth peace and love and faith and prosperity for his family. But the man who has a bad treasure in his heart brings forth strife and fear and sickness and poverty into his family. The circumstances of life are merely manifestations of what is in our hearts. Each of us brings forth from our inner man the treasure that is within us. We therefore have the ability to take charge of our lives and chart our course by making the right deposits into the treasuries of our hearts. You change your life by changing your mind. And you change your mind by changing what you listen to. Listen, it is this simple. You change your life by changing your mind. And you change your mind by changing what you listen to. My God, how that man blessed me. You know, we don't see things in real time the way that we ought to see them. When, when, when I took my dad to, well, when I went to lunch with him at Jerry's at Beachmont Avenue and Salem Avenue, and I told him I was not going back to Miami University, this is 1974, I told him I was not going back to Miami University. I told him I was going to Central Bible College. God had called me. I'd said yes. I was going into the ministry, and he, he cut me off. He said, he said, you'll never be anybody. You'll never go anywhere. You'll never have anything. And he said, you're done. I'm not going to give you another dime. That was the greatest thing ever happened to me in my entire life. But in the moment, I didn't know that. We get, down, we get down to Springfield, Missouri. I remember Sue and I went to Steak and Shake, filled out applications. You can see me there, right there, can't you? You can picture me there, uh, filling out an employment application. And the guy came over. He said, look, you know, there's no point in filling out an employment application. We have more employees. You know, we got six colleges in this town. You know, it's not going to happen. So, you know, we left. And, and I hunted and searched, and I found a job in what they called outside sales, selling cookware. And the owner of the company, Galen Schluter, took a liking to me. And he fed me Napoleon Hill books. He gave me the W. Clement Stone book, The Success System That Never Fails. But the main thing is he fed me Zig Ziglar tapes. And it changed my life. It changed my life. It changed my God, my God, my God, how your hand was guiding and blessing. Even though I didn't see it, I didn't know it, I didn't have enough sense to give God credit. And my first assignment was Harrison, Arkansas. And every Friday afternoon after Bible school, I get in my car. I drive down to Harrison, Arkansas, listen to Zig Ziglar the whole way. I spend the weekend selling cookware, listening to Zig Ziglar, you know, because it's on. I get in the car, turn the car on, it's on, it's on, it's on. And I listen to Zig Ziglar all the way back Saturday afternoon. And I, man, I made money hand over fist. It set a pattern To feed. On good stuff. When Ken Jr., Kenneth Hagan Jr., was here in September, he t- sat in the back and he told me that he had trouble listening to his dad. He loved his dad. He, you know, he, he, he loved his dad. He told me, he said, I have trouble listening to him. I <laughs> said, so It doesn't bother me in the least. I said, I listen to your father every day. I go outside and get in the Bentley. I got Dad Hagan. I get in BMW A. I got Dad Hagen. I get in BMW B, I got Dad Hagen. I get in Sue's truck, I got Dad Hagen. I get in Sue's Escalade, I got Dad Hagen. Although here in the last week, I got Crazy Faith by Sue Lingerfeld playing everywhere (laughs) because that's good stuff, amen? But we become what we feed on. You change your life by changing your mind and you change your mind by changing what you're listening to. When you take into your, what you take into your heart by your listening, and what you believe begins to control what you think and what you do and how you live. This is why Jesus said Mark 4:24 and 5, "Consider carefully what you hear." And this is why he said in Luke 8:18, 8, "Consider carefully how you listen." Our lives are the result of who we have chosen to listen to. And that is my message that this first men's event of 2022, our lives are the result of who We have chosen to listen to. So my good friends, let us choose to listen only to that which builds up the inner man and does not tear down the inner man so we in turn can bring forth the good things of life. And may that be so of us from this day to our last day.